Welcome to the next edition of Fixed Interest, where we will be discussing sovereign trends in the Andean region, specifically Chile, Colombia, and Peru. My name is Shali Shetty, and I'm a Managing Director in the America's Sovereign Team. I'm happy to be joined by Richard Francis, Senior Director in our Sovereign Team, who covers several countries in the Andean region. Higher oil and copper prices, as well as domestic economic reopening, are helping Chile, Colombia, and Peru recover in 2021 from the pandemic shock. However, all the three sovereigns have seen an erosion in their sovereign balance sheets and have faced political volatility over the last couple of years, which has, of course, varied in intensity. Election cycle has also been busy in this region, with Peru electing a new president earlier this year, Chile shortly heading into elections in November, and Colombia in 2022. All three sovereigns have been downgraded during 2020-2021, with Colombia getting downgraded by a total of two notches in this period and losing investment grade, and Chile and Peru both being downgraded by one notch each. All three sovereigns are currently on stable outlook. So Richard, how is the economic outlook in terms of growth and inflation in the region for 2021, and how do you see the recovery evolving in 2022 and over the medium term? Uh, yeah, we're expecting a very sharp rebound in, in growth this year in all three countries. We're, we're looking at nearly 12% growth in the, in the case of Peru, nearly 11% growth in the case of Chile, and nearly 8% growth in the case of Colombia. This is being driven by, one is just the base effect, because, you know, you had a pretty sharp recession in all three countries last year. But secondly, you know, just a tremendous amount of monetary and, and, and fiscal stimulus as well. And that's been extended in the countries into 2021. And, you know, this has fueled uh, consumption, especially, but to a lesser extent, investment. And in the case of Peru and in, in Chile, you had also pension withdrawals. And that also fueled uh, consumption, uh, especially. We're expecting a pretty sharp slowdown in growth in, in 2022. We're looking at between 25 and 3.5% next year in, in all three countries. Withdrawal stimulus, again, you know, kind of a, a negative base effect going forward because you had such high growth this year. Um, and, you know, I think over the medium term, we're kind of expecting similar levels uh, between 25 and 3.5% with a lot of uncertainty, uncertainty about what the impact of the pandemic has been on the labor market, but also in the businesses. But even more importantly, just a lot of uncertainty stemming from you know the political uncertainties with the elections in Chile and in, in Colombia and a new government in the, in the case of Peru. So I, I think that's also creating a lot of uncertainties about the growth prospects over the medium term. Thanks, Richard. Now pivoting to public finances, uh, despite higher than expected growth prints in 2021, both Chile and Colombia are on track to post even larger deficits in 2021 than in 2020. And Peru will also post another large deficit this year. So what are the fiscal dynamics at play in the region? Uh, yeah, we are looking at higher deficits in the case of uh, Chile and Colombia in, in 2021 than what we saw in 2020. And it's mainly because we've seen the extension and expansion of, of pandemic-related spending and reactivation of, of economy measures uh, in both countries. And in the case of Chile, for example, they announced a universal cash transfer in April, which is quite expensive, 1% of GDP per month. In the case of Peru, however, we're starting to see a fiscal adjustment this year. We're, we're likely to see 
uh, a deficit a little bit above 4% of GDP this year, coming down from 9% last year. And that's mainly because the government of, of Peru actually decided to withdraw a good deal of the, uh, the pandemic-related spending this year. Going forward, however, um, you know, I think we're going to see a divergence of, uh, of policies uh, next year. Uh, in the case of Colombia, we're likely to see nearly a 7% of GDP deficit because uh, you know, the, 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 the pandemic-related spending continues into 2022. While in, in Peru and uh, in Chile, we are going to see uh, further withdrawal of stimulus. Uh, in, in the case of Chile, they're going to end uh, pretty much all pandemic-related spending or most pandemic-related uh, spending. Uh, so we're expecting the deficit to come down to around 4%, which is a little bit higher than what the government's targeting. They're targeting 2.8% because we do think the new government's going to be pressured to put in place some new spending measures. And in the case of Peru, we expect a gradual continuing um, withdrawal of, of, of pandemic-related spending as well. Meanwhile, you know, we do expect some some increases in, um, in, in taxes. So we're looking at about 3.4% of GDP deficit in Peru coming down from the over 4% um, this year. You know, I think the, the prospects for a medium-term adjustment, a continued adjustment, are, are, are very unclear. You have new governments in all three countries, and, you know, what what's the ability of the governments to uh, increase taxes and or reduce spending in order to achieve uh, further um, uh, fiscal adjustments that would be needed to, to, to stabilize the debt even? That's interesting, Richard. And now uh, talking a little bit about uh, the medium term perspective, one of the biggest challenges is really to stabilize the growing public debt burden in all three countries. What are the strategies that are being discussed or getting implemented? And do you see differences in the scope of achieving debt stabilization? Yeah, I think there are a a number of challenges on the public debt stabilization front. Uh, I think the the challenges come, one, from from growth and the growth outlook. What are the medium-term prospects with a lot of uncertainties, as as discussed? Second, you know, what are the fiscal policies going to be of the new government? Uh, There's tremendous pressures for increased social spending and and whether or not the governments are able to uh, attend to those social pressures, increase revenues, and at the same time have a fiscal adjustment that would be needed to to stabilize the debt or, or bring it down. And, you know, it's there's also a more challenging um, external backdrop, you know, with increases in global rates, likely uh, increases in, in local rates because of higher in, inflation. And then there have been pressures on, on the exchange rates as well. So there's additional pressures from there. And I think another challenge is is, is coming from some below the line items, especially in the case of, of Chile, that, that keep on popping up, whether it's uh, wanting to recapitalize state-owned enterprises, whether it's buying student loans in, in the market. Um, but these uh, below-the-line uh, issues are also uh, challenge, uh, making it more challenging on, on, on the debt dynamics as well. Thanks, Richard. Now, moving a little bit on politics and the election cycle in the region, uh, how concerned are you about the forthcoming elections in Chile and Colombia and the risks emanating from Peru's new administration? Overall, what are the main concerns regarding the political environment in the region from a rating perspective? We're certainly in a very intense political cycle in, in the Andean region currently. You know, with a new president who campaigned on a very leftist platform with very little experience and an antagonistic opposition controlled Congress in, in the case of Peru, 
upcoming presidential and congressional elections in, in Chile and in Colombia. And then furthermore, um, you know, a, a rewrite of the Constitution in the, in the case of, of, of Chile. I think the two biggest risks that we see emanating from the election cycle come from uh, one, growth and growth prospects, whether or not the government's able to put in structural reform measures and attract investment um, in, in order to boost growth prospects or not, or they put in policies that in fact actually deter from growth and you see stagnation. So that's one risk. And the second risk I think it comes from the, from, the, from the fiscal side, the ability of governments to, to pass tax reforms, to boost taxes, to pay for uh, social programs, as I mentioned, you know, there's certainly a lot of pressure for increased social expenditure in all three countries. And then, you know, if, if they're able to um, stabilize debt or not on the fiscal side as well, and while at the same time paying for these, these uh, new, new social programs. So I think those are the two biggest risks, uh, the growth and on, uh, on, on the fiscal side. Thanks, Richard. Now, before we end, uh, what are the key areas of focus for 2022 that will help determine the trajectory of ratings? Is there more of an upside or downside to the ratings in this region? Uh, yeah, the, the the areas that we'll be focused on um, for, from the ratings angle will be, you know, what the macroeconomic policies of the new government are. And, you know, are they changing the macro policy framework overall, especially in the case of Chile, where they have, um, you know, a constitutional rewrite. And I think of the policies, we'll probably be uh, very focused on on fiscal policies, you know, tax policies, social spending policies, and, you know, are the governments able to continue with um, you know the fiscal adjustment process that would be needed to 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 stabilize the the debt at least stabilize the debt? Um, so I think those are the, the the key areas that we'll be focused on. Uh, keeping in mind that we have we have stable outlooks for for all three countries, and 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 therefore we do think the balance of risks are 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 um, are even right now. Thanks a lot, Richard, for your insights. Uh, thank you for listening in. And for more on Andean region, you can access our research on our website, fitchratings.com. Hope you join us for our next edition of Fixed Interest. Thank you.